Hi everyone, welcome to Love is on the Air, where everything is censored except the swear words. Today we have a real live Tinder success story as our guest. He is a 38 year old male soccer fan who is happily married to his Tinder date. It's true. It is true. And we're going to ask him so many questions about this and a bunch of questions about all the time in between. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some juicy info. We start out each episode by asking our guests to create a sensor sound. Just in case we use names. Go ahead and make your sound now. (laughs) That's a new one. We haven't had that yet. Good well, choice. I, I, I did that under the assumption that you would be like referring to my ex-wife. Like if, I, if that's True. the sound covering my wonderful, beautiful wife, that would, that would be rough. We could pick a new one for her. Okay. Hi, Eric. Hello. He's over there, guys. We just had some mic problems, a.k.a. I'm holding his third mic hostage and he can't use it. But he'll still be here. Tell everyone what's new with you. Uh, since we last spoke, I have stopped seeing the girl that I was seeing. Ouch. It was okay. It was, I was very, I was like sick about it. I didn't eat the whole day that I knew I was going to have to like, when I was like, I'm going to have to text her today and tell her that I don't, I don't think we should see each other. Yeah. I texted her. Big deal. It's all right. You. Okay. Okay. But here's what he didn't do. He did not ghost her. I didn't ghost her. And that ghosting is real. Ghosting. Anyway, we're she was very introverted like me, so I was doing both of us a favor and not making us have an awkward phone conversation or even worse, in person. I don't even want that. If you for future reference, if if we're dating and you want to break up with me, a text is totally cool with me. Anyway, um, honey, if you're listening, <laughs> please don't end our marriage via text. Don't, yeah, don't get someone to, to um, text divorce papers. Or can you do even that? Worse, even worse is if if somebody comes up to me and like she's still on Tinder or like back on Tinder. Yeah, whilst still being married, and all of a sudden that Friday night that she couldn't hang yeah. out <laughs> turned into something else. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, that the whole day I was gonna text her. I like I didn't eat. I felt so bad, and then I texted her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. Like that's what dating's for." And I was like, "Oh, all right, great." So it was fine. Um, other than that, I have a date on Friday. Woo-hoo. That's it. Okay, we're thinking whiskey kitchen still for his date. Okay, sure. We were. We were brainstorming, but I'm I could not come up with one. Of hurry back. Oh, I've never been there, but heard is, good things. It's a great little bar over by Exit Inn. Um, it's kind of there are portions of it that are open air, which are great. Um, it it is like a beer place. Like they don't have a lot of cocktails and other things, so it depends on the person. Um, but they have board games, like a patio, and it's it's a cool vibe. Board games, dude. Can't go wrong. Board games is a good date. Yeah. Agree. Also, um, I would like to start using the hashtag ghosting is real. Ghosting is I've been ghosted. Hashtag ghosting is real. I've been ghosted too. It's really sad. 
I found as a rule on Tinder that if you said, hey, we should grab a coffee now, ghost. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that I asked you out on sorry an that I'm for not asking just, people out. Yeah, I'm not just here to chit-chat with you for endless amount of time. Sad. It is sad. Do you see what I did there? I broke the ice, and you have oh, yeah, to ask me an next. icebreaker question. <laughs> Just broke it, well, guys. I still have to ask it to keep the format. Okay. Okay, but I'm glad you said that, because I was like, I have no idea what comes next. I was ready for this icebreaker question, but then it was broken, and we're talking. Okay, and... here is the question. Okay. If you had to write an autobiography, what would the title be? I'll tell you why I picked this question okay. for him. While you think. Yeah. I picked it because he's usually pretty witty on the spot. And also he's very hilarious and hates his current job. So I thought this would be an excellent one for him. See, but I wouldn't, if I was going to write an autobiography, I think I would just title it Ginger and Loud. Excellent. Um, apparently, I, I've been known for having a personality that is very large and having a very loud voice. This is, this is just my radio voice. Um, my podcast late night radio it's my late night radio voice oh god um, thanks it's so for, velvety thanks for having me on the show Jill you're welcome I don't know how to do that voice without sounding like a dude um, yeah ginger and loud I love it for those listening I have a big bushy ginger beard which that, that just should give you a good visual all right so, first I want to talk about your first marriage. Yes. I would like to know how old you were and if that played into a fact uh if that played into like your divorce, like tell me tell me a little bit about it. Um I was I went straight from college to grad school. So I wasn't like out of college being an adult on the dating scene. Um, I was like dating a girl in college and went to grad school. Uh, we actually got engaged very briefly. Uh, I think most of that was because I was going to grad school abroad. I, I studied in London. Um, and that was just a strain on the relationship. So it was like, you're supposed to like get married after college, but neither of us really wanted that. Um, so I think I was late to the game, but I got married at the age of 26. Um, I know, that's how old have, Eric is, and I'm one year away from that. <laughs> I, it was, oddly enough, this was something that was very true of me for a long time about relationships. I found that when I was in between things, I would often go back to people from my past um, girls that I had dated or girls that I had been interested in when I was younger or whatever. Um, and the woman that I married when I was 26, uh, she and I actually had met when I was 20, 20, 21, maybe. Um, I was spending a summer in the UK with my sister who lived there at the time. And she was over like on a church trip and we had just stayed in touch. And then she, and I, maybe I should have seen the signs, uh, she was going through a divorce when she reached back out to me at 26. 
Um, I'd gone to grad school. I was living in Chicago. And she reached out to me and kind of rekindled the friendship. But it was one of those things that kind of as soon as we were talking again, it was pretty clear that dating was going to be what we were going to do because we had been interested in each other five years ago. Um, but we're living in different places and that was not the right time. So she, uh, she had gone through a divorce, wanted to change a scene, moved to Chicago. And you, you asked if my age had anything to do with the divorce. I don't think so. I think that the reason that she wanted to marry me was she wanted something fun and new and exciting. But after a few years of fun and new and exciting, she just kind of wanted to go back to her old life, which right. was living close to home in Tennessee. Um, not really. She, I don't think she liked my career. I don't think she liked that it meant that we lived far away from home. Um, I think we had different interests. And it was one of those marriages that started because of, ooh, this is fun and this is new and this is exciting. And there was no depth whatsoever. That makes sense. Um, so, I mean, but we were married for seven, I guess eight years. And then a little bit of time after while the divorce proceedings right. went on. But she... Throughout our marriage, we, we were living in Chicago. After about two and a half years, she said she was feeling unhappy, so we moved. And we moved to Texas. And then after two or three years, she seemed to be getting unhappy, and we moved. So then to do something really fun, we went overseas. But then after two to three years, she said, you know what? I think maybe I'm just unhappy. I'm leaving. Which which was interesting because like life was fine and things were fine and career was fine. And then I was just kind of told I'm out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and now I'm here. Am, are you like, were you any part of that decision or was it just oh, like? No, I, the funny thing is looking back, I, I was not happy. Um, my how I am as a person is very, very loving and very giving. And so looking back now, I realized that I was probably getting walked over a little bit. Um, but I just thought I was being a good husband. So I wasn't focusing on the negative. But now in hindsight, I was not happy. There were a lot of aspects of our marriage that just were not good. And I was not happy in, in any way. Um, she was not the right person for me. She wasn't who I was meant to be with. Um, and so I kind of, I was never going to realize that till it was over. So in a sense, I'm glad that she made that decision. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, it, it was unexpected and it, and it hurts. Yeah. When you're married to someone for a long time, uh, we had just had a baby. Um, and this is something I understand more of now. A kid changes your mindset. And I think that when our son was born, she realized, oh man, I'm not who I'm meant to be. And I'm not going to be that person for my child. So she chose to walk away. And at the end of the day, I benefited from that. Yeah. So it's fine. Have you ever seen The Departed? Yeah. That you just reminded me of. There's a scene where 
Matt Damon, his character is talking to his girlfriend, and he says something like, I'm Irish, I'll put up with something until I'm dead. So if this is going to end, you got to be the one to do it. First of all, just because I have a big ginger beard um, does not actually make my heritage Irish. That's, that's pretty racist. Um, I'm mostly Scotch. I was just going to say, but aren't you Irish? No, I'm Scottish primarily. And, and there's probably some Irish in there. A lot of the UK is a smorgasbord of stuff. But yeah. But I, you love Notre Dame. I do love that's Notre Dame I think above all things. Irish. It's great. Almost as much as my kids. It's great. Um, no, but yeah, it was, it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, but then it happened. And it's so like the whole moving and being like, I'm restless again. I'm unhappy after that long. Like it kind of really does speak to, well, there's something inside that you're not happy with because moving and changing scenery and being like you said fun and exciting that's not if that's not working for you there's something inside you gotta do well and she you know that i realized after the fact she's not a communicative person and anytime you go to counseling the first thing they try to make sure you're good at in, in a relationship is communication i i was never aware other than saying hey let's move I didn't know there was unhappiness because she never said that. Um, so I couldn't do anything on my part to change how I was being or whatever. Um, and maybe there were signs, but I think being able to say, hey, this isn't working, this isn't working, let's work on this, would have been a nice change of scene. Yeah. And that would have made you a part of the yeah. decision. Like you were not... I, I was so, not. Yeah. When did baby come? Um, we, so we had been in Chicago, then we went to Texas, then we went to London, then we, we actually split up briefly for like a little bit of time just before we went back to London. So we went to London, she seemed unhappy, and she kind of went home to her parents for a little bit. Um, I followed her, we got some counseling, and things seemed great. But the bad thing with that is counseling is something you should continue and continue and continue and continue. Uh, once we kind of felt like we were okay, we just stopped going. Um, so we did like a month and then just stopped. And then I got a job opportunity back in London. So we went and then we got pregnant. We weren't trying to have a baby. We got pregnant. Um, pretty much the month we got back to London. Um, and so we went through the whole like baby having experience overseas, which I think was also tough for her. Um, and then pretty much we, I mean, we had been back there. So it was the nine months of pregnancy followed by, she said she was leaving when ginger baby was just a few months old. Um, but yeah, so they, it was maybe a year and a half. Um, she left when I think he was, I think she told me when he was about 10 or 11 months and left at 13 months. Um, and it, people are like, oh man, that's so terrible to do to a kid. I'm actually very glad because he will not remember us together. Right. That, that will never be like, 
a thing for him um is he he knows life with us apart that's like me yeah i think i was six but my memories of my parents were before then were never of them together, which I yeah. think probably speaks to it, well, and their marriage. In a but. sense, I married my new wife when my son was two and her daughter was three. Okay. And so they only know their their memories involve each other. That's it. So like they view each other as brother and sister with no questions in their mind because that's all that they have known. Um so yeah, that, that was also a blessing that it happened when he was so young. Also, a just completely unrelated side note, his baby is a blessing for two reasons. Well, I mean, he's a blessing, of course. He's great. But another blessing for this baby is he's also his little ginger baby. It's always good to have a ginger baby. And his sister is also a ginger baby. And then, I'm, yeah, I married into... Another ginger. It's a house of gingers. And a blonde. And one blonde, but basically close. I mean, you're like one step away from a ginger when yeah, you're blonde. Great. I just thought that was worth we mentioning. Actually, when, so her, her Tinder introduction line to me, right? So you, you, you sit on an app and you swipe and you swipe and you swipe. And she turned up as a match and I had been ghosted on a number of times. So... I would generally kind of chill and see if the girl would speak first, hence Bumble. Right. So now that that's why Bumble, I think, probably got created. But her first words to me were, hey, I also have a ginger baby. <laughs> so, I mean, if that wasn't meant to be, that's, you know, mm-hmm. what is. So after your divorce, yeah. w- when you were finally, like, actually divorced, were you still in London or were you back here? I was back. So... My ex, so we had just had our son and she, and this is a, the only bad thing I suppose was she wanted to leave me and she took our son and left and went back to the US. So she didn't do that with any custody. She didn't do that with any kind of legal agreement. She just took off. Um, so I kind of had to follow her home and when I got here, she kind of made the case like, well, maybe someday we'll get counseling. I'm just not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. So I, had, I was in Nashville. I'd found a job um, and was kind of waiting on her to say, like, what are we going to do? And then she got a lawyer behind my back and served me divorce paperwork. So I was in Nashville, which was her home, not mine, uh, trying to see my son whenever she would let me. And then I got served with divorce papers. And then you go through the process of getting a lawyer. And that, I mean, that whole process alone took a good seven or eight months, like from getting lawyers, filing paperwork back and forth, you know, who gets what, um, how does custody work, going into mediation and courts and all of that. Um, the sad thing, once we were back, I was kind of ready because it had been a while and the marriage had been rocky. You know, a few months out when I knew that it wasn't going to work, I was like, well, I want to go on a date or something yeah. to see what's out there. But I was advised by my lawyer not to date a human being until every single thing was signed. That makes sense. Well, based on movie knowledge. Well, and they, because they, uh, 
I don't think anything would have come of it. I don't think it would have hurt me to go on dates. Uh, I know people that have gone through divorces where their paperwork took two years and they were already dating seriously in the in-between. Um, but because people were kind of playing nasty and her lawyer was a very bad, bad human being, they would have tried to use it against me. Like they're in the original paperwork. Like I made a, a comment on Facebook about missing London. And that was in the original filing that I was trying to take my son back to London. Oh like gosh. under the guise of like kidnapping. I was like, um, wow. I, I, and so I like, I had to print my face. I had to take a screenshot of Facebook, be like, it's literally just, please strike that from the record. It says, man, I miss that my friends are getting to do this thing. Ridiculous. That's crazy. So yeah, it, I was in Nashville and when everything was kind of like signed, sealed and delivered, I'd already been back in Nashville for a couple of months at that point. So was since, like you said, it was so rocky and you were kind of just ready and it took so long to be super done. Was there any sort of like grieving period or something that you had to like where you just didn't want to get out of bed or like any Definitely. sort of the grieving period happened like my first pretty much my first two months back in Nashville, I was living alone. Like I rented a room from somebody that owned a two bedroom townhouse, but she was all, she was always out of town. So I never saw my roommate. And I basically was just in a home alone in a town that was not mine. Devastated. Um, and it's sad because a lot of times I think people try to keep marriages together just for the kid. And I'm glad we did not do that. But at the time, that's what you're feeling. It's like, my kid has to go through this horrible life now. And like, you just can't deal with it. So I spent a good month. I'm crying myself to sleep every night. Um, because I couldn't understand. I thought I was a good husband. I thought I was very loving. I thought I was a good dad. Um, and, and then I got smart and I got some help. And I went into full-time therapy. I was meeting with a guy twice a week. And then I started to realize, hey, this isn't you. Yes, you contributed, but you, you don't need to make this all about you. And it's not all your fault. Own up to the things that you did. Work on the things that you can. And so even before the divorce was finalized, I was in a very healthy place. Because I'd been in months of therapy, which is great. That's awesome. I'm so pro-therapy. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I spent a month not getting therapy and crying myself to sleep. Then I went to a place where I could sit in a chair and get a lot of those emotions out um, and, was, and was in a great spot. That's awesome. And then I was just living single dad life. Oh, man. Okay. Is it like when guys... Okay. First question. You created a Tinder profile. Was your profile picture you and your baby? Um, no. So I struggled with that for a long time because at first a lot of people were kind of saying things like, you know, don't put a picture of your kid out there because there are some weirdos on Tinder. But then I also found when conversations would start, people were like, oh, wait, you have a kid? So I ended up creating a profile where you, you have like, you know, I think five pictures you can put on there. Um, it started out with just me and then, you know, another of me. And then I would, I would end it with a picture of me and my son. And I would just be honest about that up front. 
So I, I did it in a way where you would need to stop on my profile, read what I had to say, swipe to the end, and then it's like, okay, yes, he also has a kid. I was wondering, because I, I bet you it's the same if like you had your first picture with like this cute little baby. Yeah. It's same thing as you have your first picture with this cute little puppy. Yeah. And you get all the swipes for that because it's so cute and you're like cuteness overload. Oh my God. It, well, it's, you get a bit of both. I think at, at my age being on Tinder, in my age bracket, that's more normal. Okay. People have kids. Um, my wife, when she was on Tinder, she, she's a couple of years younger than me, but she set her age, because you can set like the age requirement. She set hers a little older she didn't want to like deal with boys right and when she told guys that she was matching with hey by the way i have a kid they were like well yeah a lot of my friends have kids and a lot of you know it, it's it's more normal nowadays i think um but yes people would be like oh my gosh that's adorable and swipe right but there were also people that were like i'm not gonna date a guy with a kid swipe the other way so it, it was a mixture of both so when, when you had your profile, what was your age bracket? Um, so when I got on it, I was 36. And I said it, I, th I think I did thir 28. So like eight years my junior up to like maybe 42. Like eight years junior, four years older, or no, just 40, I think, because I didn't feel, I always, most women want to date a little older, so I didn't feel like really anyone over 40 was going to want to date, I mean, maybe they would, but I, I was leaning towards my age or younger, um, but not as far down as like collegiate age right because <laughs> then, then i'm a different kind of guy then you get into a weird kind of <laughs> world yeah <laughs> yikes wow okay so how many dates well not how many but like good dates bad dates before you met your wife um i was on i, I actually we matched Fairly quickly. I think my divorce was finalized like in early June. And I set up because I knew, at that point there were already like a few people that I was interested in dating. So I just set up a profile pretty quickly yeah. and we, we matched in July. Um, we didn't actually go out, I think, until August. So it was like a two month window. Um, there was a girl that I kind of dated via work um, that was not a Tinder thing. Uh, there were a few Tinder matches. There were some good things and bad things. I found when I would talk to other people on Tinder, I found that women had way more success on Tinder than men. Um, I never had a large number of matches at a time. And I would have like a friend that's a girl that would have like a hundred matches on her phone yeah. of people that she'd be talking to. And it was very interesting that that was how like I would maybe have like eight to 12 matches at a time, but I was actually, part of it is because I was a parent, but I would, I would screen pretty severely. Um, and the thing that I found most interesting was you would get ghosted a lot. I would talk to people, 
But as soon as I actually wanted to meet face to face, they would be gone. Um, And then there were a lot of women who would really screen you, like just in your conversations, um, just like asking you question after question after question. And then still when you wanted to grab a cup cup of coffee, it was weird. Um, There were definitely people on Tinder that were on Tinder for specific things. Right. Um, There were definitely some weirdos. Um, but I didn't have, like, I had some really great dates that ended up being bad later on. Like, uh, I, you know, in the parlance of our time, hooked up with a Tinder date, which is a choice that you can make. Um, and then when, and we kind of stayed in touch, but like, she didn't live close and it wasn't going to work. And when I actually started dating someone, I was very honest with her. I was like, Hey, I'm now dating someone. She like tried to be like, well, I've been feeling kind of sick in the mornings. I was oh, like, God. don't do that. Don't, give me a break. It's been like three months. Okay. Um, wow. But yeah, it, I didn't have huge success on Tinder. Um, and once um, my, once I started going out with my now wife, we both were kind of tired of the Tinder game. It's very addictive. Like just sitting and playing and like seeing who you match with and all of these things. Um, so after I was only really on Tinder for about three months before I was kind of in enough of a place with where I didn't feel like I needed to be on the app anymore. Yeah. So I got off of that. I was still dating around a bit. Um, but I think I think with my wife, we knew pretty quickly. It was it was literally a three month window before I finally was kind of just tired of it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun. Now sometimes I will be a support for other human beings on their Tinder accounts. Uh, wink, wink at the producer, <laughs> who sometimes I give some advice to. Um, but yeah, I didn't have a ton of dates through it. I got a lot of matches where people would talk to me. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of very sad women who would tell me sad stories about how badly they'd been burnt before. And I was just like, guys, I'm the single dad. Like, I'm not a frat boy that's going to, like, break your heart. Right. I was like, you need to pass the test before I'll introduce you to my child. (laughs) Um, And there are definitely people that you would date that be like, this is fun, but I would never let my kid meet you. Yeah. Um, And that's something my wife said as well. Like, there were boys. She, like, they were hot and they were fun. I would never have introduced them to my kid. Um, And so I think that... As a single parent, when I went on a Tinder date with another single parent, there was just a common language and understanding. So that was, that alone was a huge help. Because people, well, people get frustrated at you when you're like, I can't go out because I have my son and I'm by myself. I have a friend right now who loves single dads. Like, not creepy. No, it's a thing. But she is... Not looking for it, but like if you're, if she thinks you're cute and you just happen to have a child or two, she's like, A-okay with me, dude. Here, here is why I think single dads are such a hot ticket. To, to a woman, in my, in, from what I have seen in my life, they want to find someone who is willing to put someone else first. Yeah. And a lot of men can be very selfish and have their careers and have other things. 
you are very quick to realize that a single dad knows how to put another human before himself because he has to. You have to put the kid first. And so I think as a woman, if I see a single person that has a child, I know that they know how to love something unconditionally. And so it's just kind of like an automatic check. And it is a thing. I, when I wasn't wearing a wedding ring, when I was at the park, I got looked at way more mm-hmm. than when I was just at the park. You know, <laughs> like once I had like a cute kid and I was running around playing, uh, can I say I fucked? Yes. I, I was, I was, I fucked a lot. That's hilarious. And it's not, and not subtle. Sing, like, I think single dads are a thing, but I think, you know, that's, you know, it's yeah. one of those well, and I modern I also times. kind of feel like older women aren't subtle as a rule. Mm-mm. Like, there are so many stories you've told me about women, like, overtly saying, like, coming on to you in the store. I would have, if I would have set my Tinder profile <laughs> at 40 to 55, I would have had a date every night of the week. I'm, I'm sad now that I didn't realize that. But women who were in their 40s who were already divorced, who were like kind of living a second teenage years almost. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and it's not subtle. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like a pervy frat boy. Yeah. But it's not inappropriate. Maybe it still is. But they're, they're just like, Mm, I would like to get some of that. And like they say it out loud and you're like, hey. <laughs> I don't know lady, how to react to that. this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was always kind of funny to get that level of, and especially when they find out again that you have a kid, then they assume that you're of a certain age, that you know you kind of have your life together, whatever. Yeah, yeah I always, I've I found success with cougars. <laughs> That's funny. I my wife I've just never... laughs. She thinks it's hilarious. Well, I bet she would be that way if she was older than you. She probably would have like messaged you, double texted you in Tinder, whatever you call that. Ugh. Messaging. No, she she tried to play it very cool at first and like kept a couple of other guys on, you know, on reserve mm-hmm, on the bench she joked well she joked that towards the end it was like an episode of the bachelor and there were like three of us mm-hmm. and i got the final rose that's cute yeah i like to think of it that way i have only ever had two bachelors at once and it was so stressful i hated it yeah i mean it was nice like like oh who's my phone just buzzed like who's that i wonder which one it is but like okay but at, <laughs> really well, but at the same not. time, if you're, I mean, Nashville's not huge. Yeah. I could be on a date with one and run into the other one. Right. Like, that happens all the time. Yeah. So, and I've now, since, the funny thing is, now that we're married, I've run into two of her Tinder exes just out and about in town by myself. Like, we were never together, but it's just like, oh, hey. You know who they are. Yeah, yeah. That's super awkward. One, yeah, one of them, I was in like a TJ Maxx, I think. And I turned a corner and there he was. It was like, well, he looked at me, got really awkward in the face and turned back down the aisle. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, bro. Sorry, not sorry. We're, we're married. I won. 
I, not I got that a, she's yeah. surprised to be one as no jasmine teaches us I'm, in aladdin i'm a lucky boy oh cute so where'd you take her on your date um first date so we matched and she she surprised me like uh, she's one of those people where you see her and you kind of make an assumption which is a bad habit that human beings have uh but she's like a cute little blonde that went to vanderbilt but like when i started talking to her i was like hey what books have you read she's like vonnegut and i was like oh <laughs> all right um and so she she kind of just was constantly surprising me and i uh when i first took her out uh we i i love coffee and so uh crema is a favorite spot and i said let's just grab a coffee she had had enough bad tinder dates where she would have quote unquote plans after ah yes so the plans. We, were, we were meeting at four but she had to be at dinner at six now that we're married i've discovered that there was no dinner at six <laughs> she like went home and watched a movie and went to bed man you're um, telling the world our sorry. secrets but i mean but that's very valid because she she went on a really bad date um but then the guy's like hey we should grab dinner like the guy's just clueless to the fact that it's a terrible date um and so she ends up at dinner on a really bad date and then it just gets worse. So she started setting that up, which I thought was really funny. But yeah. we had, the nice thing that happened was, so we met, um, we had both worked that day. And so it was very casual. We had a coffee. Um, she, she really likes my beard. Um, and so like I sat down and one of the first things she said to me, so on Tinder she said, I also have a ginger baby. And then we sat down and we're, we're just talking and she's like, I just want to touch your face. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. She's like, I won't. But she, she loved my beard and that was like a really fun thing. And so we just kind of talked, you know, about things at work and things in life and about our kids because we had been open about that from the beginning. And so it, there wasn't a lot of kind of first date stress, which was nice. That's so nice. Um, and we made a lot of jokes about Tinder you know, because we were single parents on an app that was also being used by a lot of like 20 somethings who wanted to get laid. And you're like, it's not really why we're using it. And so we kind of, we made some kind of illusion or we alluded to a Hallmark moment. And when we left Crema, because she had to go to dinner, lies, uh, I was parked kind of right behind Crema in the parking lot and she was parked across the little field. And we didn't know where the other person had parked. So we walked separate ways when we left. But when I got to my car, I was putting the key in and I looked up. Her car was directly across the field from me and she put her key in and looked up. And we made eye contact from like 50 yards away and both grinned at each other. And then I sat in my car and texted her. I was like, Hallmark moment. <laughs> to which she like laughed. And then we planned our second date. Um, that's so, yeah. the perfect time for this, um, that Instagram filter that you video and it's like, da, na, na, yes. na, na, na. and then zoom in. Yep. Yeah. Zoom it, in on the happy we faces. We literally had that moment <laughs> on our first date and yeah, it went great. We were actually talking about this the other night about Eric's new date. I said he should pick her up, Yeah, but then... He said, well, if she needs like kind of an escape route, because what if it sucks? Well, that's I was like, that's a really good point that I didn't even think about. It's also like a danger, like 
people don't if they don't know you yeah then it's also like what if they're a weirdo yeah so our first date we met at a crema perfectly um, really question really quick question yes when you met her there yes did you guys shake hands or hug or nothing so i i'm old school and i would have wanted to pay a lot of people now are like don't do that just split the check it's whatever, but like that is who I am. But she beat me there and was already sitting. Okay. So I came over and joined her. I think she stood up and hugged me. Um, but it was weird because I had to be in line for a little while. So I could see her across and we realized who each other were and just were kind of grinning at each other because <laughs> we knew we were there on like a Tinder date. Um, but yeah, I went over and I sat down and she stood up and gave me a hug. But it was really nice. Okay. That, yeah, that's something I like have so much anxiety. Well, right, but I mean, that's like when I I've only been on like a couple of first real dates, but I'm I'm it's almost a strange like sensation. I don't know what to do. Yeah, do I shake their hand and then and then if you do go to shake their hand and they want to hug you, well, she your also hands like to in touch their my stomach. Face. Oh my gosh, these are good questions you're asking because. I always wonder that too. And especially me cuz like cuz I'm tall. So Giant. even so even when I hug a girl, I feel <laughs> this is cuz I feel creepy. I feel like I had to bend down so far and like engulf their whole body. I just feel creepy whenever I hug a girl if the, if she's like short enough. I feel like you just brought that up because I'm not tall. No, I didn't. It hurts. No, I'm just saying I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to do because it, a lot of it is how you're brought up. I like most of my childhood was in Texas, so like I hug everybody. Yeah. I hug coworkers. Like I'm, I'm very physical. In a in a world where now it's like dangerous to be overtly physical, but I like I'll hug you, I'll pat you on the back, I'll toss you. Like I don't care. So to me, that's not weird. She's a little more introverted. So I think it was probably a little odd for her to hug, but it's fine. Um, so now you're happily married for how long? Um, well, wait a minute. I've jumped way too far ahead. Wow. We went from first date to married. First date to happily married. <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> okay, so how many, like how long were you guys dating before you were engaged or did you know right away? Um, so we started date, our first date was in August. Um, as I said, she, she was still kind of trying to play it cool. So there were a couple other guys early on. Um, we, but like we went on our second date a week later. So like, I really had a good time and a great conversation and thought she was awesome. Um, and I wanted to get to know her more. So like we went out, like the next date we went out to dinner, um, and to hurry back, the bar that I suggested, and played Scrabble. It's it a bar great. of love. You've got to go there. It's um, good luck. And so that was a really good date. And that, it, on our second date, so on our second date, like, I like, you would ask, like, do you pick up? So I actually ask that question. I think sometimes just being upfront and blunt is hugely, oh, yeah. so hugely. I said, do you want me to pick you up or do you want to meet there? And she said, you can that. pick me up. And I said, that's absolutely fine. So I, I put that question to her. So I picked her up. I took her to dinner. Um, when I walked her back to her door that night, uh, she gave me a kiss. Good night, which was really sweet. On the lips. Yeah. So I said, as we, 
it's it's funny she has a very small bladder and when after our second date my apartment was literally halfway between our date and her home and so i being a guy i was like she's like trying to make a move she's like i need to stop at your place she literally just needed to pee because <laughs> we'd had some drinks and she's like no we have to stop a pee she's so, a tiny lady and so yeah she's she's small and she'd had a drink and so it was pee time so we stopped in my apartment she literally ran in and peed and then we kept going to her apartment and I, I made a comment i was like i really wanted to kiss you when we were at my place and then she kissed me which wow. i thought was kind of awesome um and then by the end of september we said we don't want to see any other people um let's kind of see how this goes um and once we said that, like we set up a play date where our kids could meet, kind of see how that goes. Uh, we didn't do that right away. We kind of waited until we were like dating, dating. Um, and then, so that was late September. Um, by late October, uh, we said, I love you for the first time. Wow. Um, so it, it was a quick turnaround. The... When, when people kind of ask me about that, I also say it's a little different when you're divorced and like a parent and you're a little further in your life because you know what you want. Yeah. Having been married for eight years unhappily, I know what doesn't work. I would have very quickly seen some of the same signs, whatever. Um, and we were just really, really good and really compatible. And so... You know, once once we kind of dated, whatever we. So it was really within three months that we had said "I love you," um, and then we're just dating very happily um, until we got engaged the following August. So like a year, a solid yeah. year. So we. In a sense, we knew each other. We met, dated, and then got engaged within a year. Which for some is a fast turnaround. Yeah. For us, we, she also was divorced. I don't know if we've said that yet. Um, I mean, we've alluded to the fact that she had yeah. a kid, but she also, we, we had kind of gone through our divorces around the same time. Um, she also was one of the reasons that I kind of started to understand more what my ex had gone through because once she had a kid, she realized that she was in an unhappy marriage and she was not who she needed to be for her daughter. And I was like, that makes sense. Like, no, you never want a marriage to end. No, that's not the ideal. But if you're not your true self, you're never going to be happy. And I think that now both of us are remarkably happy and I think our exes can be remarkably happy because, you know, we're able to be our true selves. But we, we got engaged in August and then got married uh, in October. Whoa. So we didn't do, because we weren't going to have a big wedding, um, we kind of surprised everyone. We told our parents, we gave our parents 24 hours notice. Uh, we found our local councilman. And we were at a stage where we wanted to buy a house. Both our leases were up. We knew we were getting married anyway. So we didn't have like a big to-do. Our parents did. Our parents drove down or up and down because uh, they're from different directions. But they came in 
and we had just like a really nice weekend where we got married on the Friday and had like dinner out every night with our parents um, and just were married from then on. But it, yeah, it was, it was a year in total and it's perfect. How old were you when this started? Do you remember? 36. 36. So I got okay. married at 26 the first time. Um, she, I think I was 35 when she said she was going to leave, divorced by 36. And so now we've been married with my new wife um, a year and more than a half. It'll be, it'll be two years in October. How fun. Yeah. And it's still, is it still honeymoon phase or is it like a little bit more real just because you have kids and you're... I think, well, the weird thing is, and I'm, and I'm not just saying this to be sappy, I think that she and I, I don't know that there's one person for everyone, I think that would be a little silly to say because, you know, things happen and life changes, whatever. But I think there are people that are right for you. And I don't know that we would ever not be in the honeymoon phase because we love each other so much. Um, and I think the success to that and why I would say that we're still kind of in that place is because we love each other more than ourselves. Um, it's, it's the first time I've ever been in a relationship. Uh, it, it, like my first marriage included and all the other ones, like when I was engaged, relationships in between, before, whatever, um, where somebody has loved me for exactly who I am. And I didn't know what that was like until I met my wife. Um, like she just loves me for me. Um, so it's, it's not that I can't do wrong, but my true self is absolutely fine. So like we're in a position where, and, and vice versa, I love her for exactly who she is. So when things come up, we generally don't have huge fights. We just kind of go, hey, you know, when you said it this way, this is kind of how it came across. Oh, that's not really how I meant it. We just communicate through it. Yeah, like a um, discussion. And when I make a mistake, I'll realize it. I remember early on in our dating, you know, in our relationship phase, I, I made a comment and it was stupid and I just kind of caught it. And I was like, oh man, I'm really sorry that I said that. And she went and talked to one of her best friends the other day and she was like, it was so weird. He just, he apologized and he meant it. Like she didn't know what that was like. Yeah. You know, I think she was in a relationship where the other person struggled to admit being wrong at times. Um, and it, you know, almost a competitive edge, but I think that she was so blown away by the fact that somebody would be like, I'm sorry. And we both do that, which is really nice. So I don't, it's a little more real life in that we're single parents. Yeah. And so the relationship from day one, there were times where we couldn't hang out or times where we couldn't do anything. And there are times now where you kind of have to figure out kids' lives and carpooling and all these different things. But um, we still kind of look at each other the way that we did across the parking lot. But like from across the living room or picking the kids up at school 
um, uh, she recently got back from a trip and like the look on her face when she saw me across the airport is still that same love. That's cute. Yeah. I'm going to throw up now. Oh, hey. I mean, in a good way, but. You can find it, Jill. I think I'm doing a good job. I'm, I agree. I think you're doing great. I am. If not, if I haven't found it, I am in the right direction. Definitely. Because I, I think I, my first relationship, I think I probably was apologized to maybe one time. Yeah. And it's so taxing. Like. It's you don't really think about it until you're like, wow, everything I did. And how many times did I apologize for something just to like take it away, just to yeah. make it go away? And you're like, goodness, no person is that wrong that often. Like, it, and and the reality I think in a good relationship is you're probably both wrong yeah. a little bit. Yes, yes. Things are misread. Things are misunderstood, and. It's it's rare that somebody just does a dumb thing. It happens. Yeah. But a lot of times it's miscommunication, I think, on both parts. Agree. Um, or, like my first marriage, there's just no communication. Mm -hmm. I spent, and th this is the one thing now that I'll tell guys, is like, stop trying to fix it. I tried, like, when she would get quiet, I would want to fix it. Like, yeah. how can I fix it? What did I do wrong? Apology, apology, apology. But then it became... Real apologies had no meaning because it was like, I'm just trying to fix the quiet. Yeah. And sometimes you don't need to fix it. You just need to be. Yeah. And that's something that you learn, I think, too, is instead of sitting there and stewing. Yeah. And just staring at, like the other day, Phil came in and I just sat there and I was like waiting for him to realize that I was upset. And, you know, he's just walking around yeah. like singing his little song. Like he just sings to himself. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And That's, then in my head, I was like, okay. You got to say no it. idea. Yeah. yeah. Just so I just told him exactly what I was thinking. And that takes so much practice. And it's so hard after you've been in the habit of just staying quiet and being like, well, you should know what's wrong with me because. Who would know? Yeah. And that, I think both of us coming out of relationships where the communication was not there, we make the effort yeah. to make sure that that doesn't happen. And that's the key to, it's funny, so many young people get married so young. I, I don't think I was ready to be a good husband until this marriage because I'd gone through the bad marriages. I'd gone through bad relationships. I'd gone through not being with the person I needed to be with. and like. I had to figure out how to function and realize how to be a good husband. And it took some, some failures. Yeah. I Which think I the, can admit to. Well, yeah. And I think that's how you really learn. You've got to fail. I, I dated a girl who punched me in the face. Oh. <laughs> Not slapped. Full on full fist oh punch me in the God, face what happened we just fought a lot and we we would yell at each other and yell at each other and one day we were just yelling and she couldn't take it anymore and she just was frustrated and punched me and it's like obviously we shouldn't be together <laughs> um, oh my god those things happen uh we're friends now uh in our adulthood but the funny thing she was a wonderful human being 
we were not compatible. We were kind of like the same human being. Yeah. And I think that that That's caused hard. us to push each other's buttons all day, every day. So our relationship was just this level of intensity, which at first is kind of fun, you know, and it's exciting. Yeah. And then you get punched in the face and you're like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you're punched in the face and things change. That's a true story. Wow. Punched. That's crazy. I did crazy. not punch her back. Thankfully. Listeners. Did not. I put a hole. You know they were all thinking that. I put that. a hole in the wall. Oh. Um, well, I mean, yeah. you got to take it out somewhere and you cannot hit her. It was So rough. it's the wall. The wall gets it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's those ups and downs that kind of take you to the place where, you know, and our generation, I think, too. Well, my generation, you <laughs> guys are still kind of coming up. Um, is very different from... You know, for a lot of us, our parents, and granted, my parents are great, but there are so many parents that like stay together for the kids yeah. that aren't happy. Like th- that freedom of divorce. Is divorce good? No. Do you want it to happen? No. But is it sometimes good that it happens? Yes. Yeah. And so I think kind of that realizing that you have to take care of yourself even when there are kids involved is important. And so I get sad when I see a generation of people that like still seem unhappy and there's probably still some love there, but like, what is it? Right. You know, I think that's, that's an interesting thing to watch sometimes. Are your parents still together? They are. Are your parents together? No, he says mine. Well, and to be fair, mine are, but almost weren't. Um, their their story they definitely went through a really rough time but for them that kind of is what took them to you know well for for them it was their faith um but that is kind of what made them stronger and made them realize who they need to be yeah um and now they're adorable like it's funny when people meet my parents now and i like if they ask me some of my history, I'll, I'll say, you know, there were some bad times in the past. They just don't believe me because they're adorable. <clears throat> they're just like two adorable humans. And people are like, they never had bad times. No, they did. <laughs> um, but now they've learned. And now, funnily enough, they also do marriage counseling because they went through craziness to get to where they are. And so now they're able to go, like you, they, if they had a young couple like you, where the woman was like, I was sitting there and I was so mad. They'd be like, did you say that you were mad? <laughs> um, you know, and kind of opening up that communication door, which is great. But yeah. And they, I think they see my, so my parents are very religious and Hallmark is not, and I'm not really anymore. Um, the that was a concern. Like my sister was like, do you think mom and dad will be weird about that? Um, my mom was one of the first ones to realize she said, Hallmark loves my son. Like she, she saw that and that's enough. You know, I think that was really interesting to kind of see the support from, she saw that it was real love. Yeah. Which was pretty awesome. Which is more important. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got our own things and dreams to believe in. So, but it's very successful. I'm so glad. Yeah. 
I like you guys. And I got a new stepbaby. Like, it's yeah. brilliant. Well, we really appreciate you coming. Of course. And talking to us. Of course. And I just want to ask really quickly. Okay. Would you like to create a new sensor sound since you only said your real wife's name and we don't want it to be bleh. I also said my son's name. Yeah, we can make one for him too. So I need some sensor sounds. Okay. You can make one for both or you can do two different ones. I think we should have two different ones. Deal. When, when you, if I say my wife's name, just cover it with Hallmark. Cute. Okay, next. And instead of, if I said either of my children's names, cover it with Ginger Baby. Perfect. All right, follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Love That's- is on the air podcast, guys. Yes. Listen. Sometimes I forget, so I'm glad you said that. I've had it. It's been a little bit of a challenge. I don't know why. <laughs> it's literally the name of our podcast, but I'll figure it out one day. Thanks Maybe for listening. Maybe 10 years from now, like you yeah. tried to age me. Probably. It's probably the magic number. Okay. Love you. Bye.